Hi there, 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast fans. As we celebrate our 50th episode, before we begin the episode today, Mark and I want to say thank you to our friends and family for supporting us and the show, as well as our guests that we've uh, interviewed and contributed so much to the show so far. Rob Young, Chris Borquez, Joel Riesboss, Tom Fox, thank you so much. And the biggest thank you is to you, the listener. So enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast. As always, I'm Spencer. With me is Mark. And we are at a milestone for us. We are at our 50th episode. So we wanted to kind of celebrate that, talk a little bit about, you know, our experiences podcasting so far and kind of reflecting back on our, on our time. So Mark, just what do you think, man? We're at 50 episodes. That blows my mind. I am just amazed that people are listening. Those of you are, hello to my wife, who's maybe the only one listening. Thank you. My wife, wife listens. My mom does not. <laughs> it's my nephews. Thank you for listening. Uh, no, it's, it's mainly the type of thing, if no one listened, I'd still be super happy we did it because it's fun and I love this stuff. So it's a, it's a more delight for me than for anybody else, I bet. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny because this all spawned from our discussions at lunchtime. Yes. You know, being at school and just getting away from our students for half an hour. Yeah. And that's kind of the fun part. I think it's, we just keep talking. <laughs> yes. And I remember when, when you talk to people just to get to know them and you hear someone like Disneyland, it's like, oh, that's cool. But then you always do the follow-up question of like, how, how into it are you? And I kept asking you questions and you were like, you answered all my questions. And the deeper I got, the more you were engaging. And I was like, this dude cares about just as much as I do. And then here we are. Well, I think that's, I, I was thinking about it. That's, I think that's been the most fun part is that I think I've been able to get to know you better mm -hmm. through this. 100%. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of other people in the world like us who love Disney and Disneyland, especially. I mean, yeah. Yes, we've talked about movies and stuff like that, but our main, you know, love is the park yes. that we've grown up with. And then one of the other things that I've found so fascinating is that the, the guests that we've had on mm -hmm. love it as much as maybe not as much as us maybe, but, maybe not know as much yeah as yeah yeah right? yeah but they definitely have that emotional connection to disneyland absolutely uh, you know especially like I, I think about our first discussion with with rob mm -hmm. i was very surprised about how much he was into the park i just didn't know that yeah and so i think i think that's kind of the cool thing about disneyland and the special thing about disneyland is it means so much to everybody who goes there mm -hmm. and again maybe their knowledge or their history you know of Disneyland they don't know as much but the emotion is there yeah and it's wild because you when you're a kid I think Rob grew up and growing going as a kid yeah. so like as a kid 
you keep that with you for forever because we both grew up going to the parks. But Disneyland's the kind of thing where there's adults who have never been to the park and they go in their 30s and they become obsessed with it. And there's very few things that are for like, you're not going to see a 30 year old kid get into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, you know, <laughs> or something they got into when they were five or six years old. They're not going to start to love those things as adults, but Disneyland, they do. So it's this thing where as a kid, you love it. As an adult, you love it. And it's, it's wild. Yeah. So we wanted to just kind of talk about kind of our reflections about maybe going through some past episodes and trying to figure out, well, what are our top five moments from our podcast? So that's mm. our normal format is our, our top five lists. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of like a meta episode. <laughs> so I quickly... I didn't do hard research on this. I yeah. tried to quickly go through the file in my brain of some things that we've talked about. So are you ready to talk about some of your favorite moments? Absolutely. I think I'll just more chime in with yours. I don't okay. have my own personal okay. topic, right. so I'll chime in. Yeah. So my honorable mention, I have one honorable mention, okay. is, I don't know why, but it must have been, I think it was because it was during Thanksgiving. And we, you know, we took a pretty long break from podcasting. Uh, you know, we started, when did we start? Summer of 2019 and we launched uh, October of 2019. Yes. And we, we had a good role going. We did. <laughs> and, uh, but because of COVID and especially because of school, yes. you know, the whole new environment of, of digital learning and distance learning, we kind of had to jump all into that. So we took a pretty long break. So, I think Thanksgiving at one point, uh, Thanksgiving break, uh, Kathleen and I, my wife and I, recorded an episode, oh, nice. w which yeah. was our, our Frozen 2 uh, review wow. and our thoughts on, on Frozen 2. So that's my honorable mention, getting the chance to speak with my wife about Frozen <laughs> and all of our thoughts about that movie. And I still, I, I, I still want, uh, we got to get an, it's going to be tough because of, of kids and yes. our schedule. But it's got to be me and Kathleen and then you and Heather, like the four <laughs> of us. And they can just talk about how crazy we are and, yes. you know, things like that. But I, I, that, I really want that to happen. I'm nervous because my wife could probably tell some stories about me being a weirdo at Disneyland <laughs> that I'm not interested. But we'll do it. I'll do it for the podcast. I'll do it. Well, it, it's funny because you are a pretty laid back kind of person and so am I. Yeah. And I could see you. And I think I am to some extent, I, I have to ask my wife, but I could see you being not laid back at no. Disneyland. No, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're like at your peak at Disneyland, right? Totally. And I'm the worst because I always tell my wife like, no, today I will be cool. We'll be chill today. And immediately, um, give me fast passes. I got to go here. Hurry up. Get in line. <laughs> that line's shorter. Go. It's like I try so hard just to be chill and I just can't do it. Someday, someday I will. So that's my honorable mention, all right? Yeah. So um, <laughs> number five for me, and I think it's because it's just kind of ridiculous. And I think we were pretty self-aware when we recorded the episode. But I enjoyed our uh, discussion about our top five princesses. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We both have daughters. So it's like yeah. these, are, these are role models for our young daughters. That's what it is. Do you remember who your top was? I think we had the same one. It was Moana, right? Or no? I think it was Belle. Did we have both have? I know my number one's Belle. Mine was way, she was way up there for me. Just because she's in the books and we're <laughs> an English teacher, so it could be a big part of it. But yeah, she's got to be high up on the list. I know Moana was definitely, it, it might have been number one 
she might have been number one for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was just a fun discussion, and and it's one of our highest listened episodes. <laughs> so I, people must enjoy listening to thirty-year-old men talking about <laughs> print Disney animated princesses. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number. Uh, that's my number five. Um, Wait, before we move on, yeah, yeah. a little tangent. Can you think of any more fairy tales that they've not done? Oh, gosh, like Hansel and Gretel. True. Yeah, you know, some of those, those Brothers Grimm type stuff. Like, I'm trying to think. The difference, what's the difference between a fairy tale and a nursery rhyme, right? True, huh? Like, uh, is Goldilocks and the Three Bears, is that a fairy tale? I don't know. Interesting. But, like, your true, like, princess. I, yeah, I, I don't know my children's literature good enough. Yeah, because Moana was, is Moana the only one that's, they just made up? Because, you know, Frozen was. The Snow Queen. Totally, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. And yeah. All those, I guess Aladdin, but she's not, Jasmine's not, like, the hero. So yeah. I'm thinking, like, yeah. But it's still but based Aladdin's off of. But Aladdin's a great of, story, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's an existing story. So I wonder what the next I guess they're making a new one, right? Raya and the dragon, whatever. Yeah, I guess. I, don't, I mean, I, we'll see if she if is a, pr a quote unquote princess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but um, and that's that's fascinating too because I think what we're seeing, and I just had this discussion with my wife too, is that there's so much um, going for these new kind of modern princesses. We just watched Princess and the Frog the other night mm -hmm. uh, again with our daughter, and uh, just it's such a good movie, uh, and. Um, it's interesting because we were discussing the difference and we talked about this in our podcast, I think between kind of the more modern princesses and kind of the more traditional, um, princesses like mm -hmm. Cinderella and Snow White, that yeah. sort of thing. And, uh, um, I, I think because Cinderella was pretty high on my list, I think. And, you know, even though she may not be considered like an empowered kind of modern woman, uh, she has, I think, other attributes that are just as admirable, you know. Um, even the live-action version of Cinderella talks about, I think her motto is, uh, have courage and be kind. Mm. And I think courage and kindness are two very admirable qualities Absolutely. to have. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with the princess genre going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that was my number five. My number four was... Um, and this one, I think, made me think, but we, we've talked about, like, our favorite lands at Disneyland and, uh, like, our favorite just places to be, like, our favorite spots at Disneyland. And I really enjoyed that discussion because it really solidified, and I didn't think this would happen, but, like, Main Street is, like, my favorite place. Like, I love being <laughs> I thought it would be, you know, Adventureland because I could just ride Indiana Jones all the time. Yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. But it really, just going through that process of thinking about my favorite land and my favorite spots and everything, just Main Street. I love Main Street. I love the atmosphere. I love the, the music and the restaurants and the parades go through there. And, you know, when you, when you arrive in the morning, it's like so happy and vibrant. And then when you leave for the night, it's kind of bittersweet and everything. It's like, just the perfect place. So that was a, that, I really enjoyed that discussion of trying to figure out where our favorite places were. I have one thought and one question. So my first thought is I'm realizing that by far the worst part of any Disneyland day is the beginning. 
it's driving to it through traffic. Mm -hmm. The line to get to pay for your parking is bad. It yeah. can be real bad sometimes. And then there's the stress of getting in your spot. And then I have kids, my kids take forever. <laughs> and I park and there's like all the people around me are already gone. Like they're <laughs> on the tram by the time I'm still getting my kids out of the car. And so I feel like the stress of that, the line to get into the park could be crazy long. But you know, once you hit Main Street, it's like the bad part's over. It's only good from here. So that's a great feeling. Now, what I've talked in the past about maybe opening up Main Street for shopping, for like, you know, extending downtown Disney. During the COVID. Or even just in general. Like, my thought would be you could go to just Main Street, like um, getting your ticket comped at yeah, the yeah, parking yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. You give them your credit card though. And so if you extend by those hours or like if you walk past, there's a moment where like, <laughs> hey, you walk past this point, you're getting charged a full ticket price. Would that be, you love Main Street so much, would that be worth it? Or would that be such a tease of like, I'm in the park. I really want to go on Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's right there. I just can't. Like, would, would you take advantage of that? If I lived in Southern California, heck yeah. Heck yeah. And even uh, just to go, just to like, see the parade or whatever like you would do that okay yeah for sure i, I um uh, and again it's it's that difference between like we've we've been and together we've been just combined to disneyland a uh, hundred times yeah totally yes. right? yeah and so uh i, I wouldn't feel the need uh, maybe i would I, like you're saying maybe i'd be so tempted yeah but i don't know if i would just feel the need to just go on a ride or something I, i've been there enough where sure. i think main street is is good enough to to get the disney fix you know? yeah get the disney <laughs> fix and you could visit some of the stores you don't really visit normally and yeah i like that yeah and and it'd be interesting because like you're saying it it, it would be an extension of of downtown disney because that's really what downtown disney is totally yeah. you still have to pay for parking and all of these things um, but you're you're experiencing Disney without getting the full experience, and you could just extend that to Main Street or Buena Vista Street at California Adventure. True. You know? um, so yeah, I, I love that idea. I would be all for that. And one more quick question: Would it? My thought would be with the train. How cool would it be to do the train? It would it would have no stop. Imagine like a free train. It would have no stops. Just go all the way through. Would that totally mess up all the train systems? The ones that for the paying guests are stopping at Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, would that jack it up? Probably. Yeah, unless unless they came up with a system of like you can't like, get off. You can't like these compartments are reserved for people on a round trip. You cannot leave. You oh, cannot get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to start at Main Street. You go make the full circle. You get off at Main Street. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they could reserve. I mean, how many compartments are there? Ten? I don't know. Yeah. So maybe two or three of those compartments are for round trippers. I like that. And then you you make your full you know the circle tour of Disneyland. Yes. You come back and then uh, you leave, and then the other compartments are there for guests who are going to Toontown or yeah. going to Tomorrowland. Uh -huh. That could be a solution, but I I, I think you're pushing the, the edge <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I went too far. I went too far. <laughs> So that, I really enjoyed our discussion on, on just trying to figure out like where our favorite spots were. Cause I know like you've expressed the, the fan, the fast pass line oh, for Haunted Mansion. It's the best. Yes. <laughs> the best place in the park. And then I love the fast pass 
kiosks for Indiana Jones because they're like in the middle of Indiana Jones and Jungle Cruise and there's just these little places around the park that yes. are, are special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was my number four. Um, all right, my number three, and I don't, I don't know if, if you were to make your own list, I don't know if this would be on yours, but I really enjoyed our episodes about Star Wars. Okay. Probably not on my list. Yes. Yes. Well, but you have talked about you really want to do another Star Wars episode to talk about The Mandalorian and Episode Nine and everything. I do. I do. Is when you and Joel were going deep into the lore <laughs> of the books, my eyes glazed So, well, that was, you know, having Joel on was, was fun, was a lot of fun. And I think it was really cool going through just, I mean, we went through almost the entire history of Star Wars, uh -huh. which yeah. was kind of crazy. Um, but it was fascinating because, like, I don't feel like I was on the defensive per se, but you guys definitely had harsher criticisms of, especially the sequel trilogy, uh -huh. than I did. I think I like the sequels a little, maybe a little bit more than you guys. Um, so, but but it made me think. You know, it was like the argument, counter argument, or you know, just really trying to figure out kind of everybody's general thoughts on the movies and and we've talked about galaxy's edge and how we think maybe that was i wouldn't call it a misstep but i think they definitely could make it better and improve it um so and and maybe that's the ultimate um kind of resolution of the sequel trilogy is there's good stuff there mm -hmm. but it could have been better true true <laughs> so that's i don't know what point. were your thoughts about just our star wars episodes yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was just over my head, for sure. But I do want to talk again, but it's mainly just to dump on how bad <laughs> I hated the sequels. <laughs> Except the one everyone hates is the one I love, but all the other ones, yeah. So. And I've, I've already, I've reached out to Joelle. Oh, good. And she is on board with joining us for another Star Wars discussion, so hopefully nice. we can uh, do that soon. Um, my number two... And I don't know how long this is going to be, but because uh, we've talked about it for so much, but uh, I've really loved our deep conversations about Tomorrowland. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, because I, I, I feel like we get we somehow revolve back to Tomorrowland in all of our episodes. <laughs> it's like, how do we improve Tomorrowland? How do we make it better? What needs to go? Do we tear just tear it to the ground and start over? <laughs> Um, but I think we've done some great imagineering in those episodes oh my as well. We have, yes. <laughs> so, uh, is that one of your favorite aspects of of the podcast so far? Is just diving deep into Tomorrowland, trying to fix it? Absolutely, I think about it all the time, actually, on my own, <laughs> and how it's just such a. I don't know. Do you do you like it? Like, if you were ranking the lands as they stand now, would it be? Could you go to Disneyland and not hit Tomorrowland and feel okay about it the way it is now? Yes. Yeah, I kind because, of think so too. Because, I mean, Space Mountain is, I think, a, a top tier ride. It was probably, I can't remember exactly, but if you go back and listen to our episode on our top attractions, I'm sure Space Mountain is in my top five, probably my top three is my mm. guess. But again, I've been on it so much. If I go to Disneyland for, for a day and I don't visit Tomorrowland, not a big deal. Exactly. And a lot of the lands kind of intermingle with each other. Like if, 
if you, you're going to go through Fantasyland to get to Toontown, and you're going to go through Frontierland to get to New Orleans Square or Adventureland, mm-hmm. but you could just not even go. Yeah. That's a dead end. Yep. It's like, hey, man, I, I just ain't going that way. And you'd be fine, especially now with Galaxy's Edge opening. Oh, you could totally not even visit Tomorrowland and be fine with it. But it's, there's so much potential there, you know? So I well, love them. And it, it, I think it all goes back to what we've talked about. I think from our first episode, one of the greatest things about Disneyland is just the theming and the immersion of experiencing it. Because anybody can go to a theme park. Yeah. Right? But you're not getting the full kind of Disney sensory overload, maybe, or experience that you would get there. Um, And we've talked about Cars Land. Mm -hmm. I do not like the Cars movies, but that is one of my favorite lands. Oh, yeah. You know? And it all goes back to that theming. Fantasyland is themed great. It's, it, you go there during the daytime. You go there during the, during the nighttime. Adventureland has my favorite attraction. Mm-hmm. But it also has a great theme to it. You, you go there in the nighttime, and they've got the tiki torches yes. and kind of that um, – kind of music of the 1920s, 1930s that's yeah. going and through like there. Yeah, like piping in animals. Like yes, the yes. of animals, yes. You know, so it all goes back to the, the theme of the land, and Tomorrowland lacks a cohesive theme. I know. It, it, it does. It's just mashed together of different, like, oh, is it supposed to be the future? Is it supposed to be space? Yeah. Is it supposed to be fantasy because Buzz is there and Star Wars is there? <laughs> yeah, like, what is this place supposed what, to be? What's Utopia all about? Yeah. What's that all about? You know? <laughs> There's nothing futuristic about those cars <laughs> at all. And what's funny is, like, there was something futuristic about those cars in 1955. You're right. You're right. Yes. yes. But now there's totally not. So it just lacks a vision to it. You know? Yeah, and these just, the people mover, I loved it so much when it was open, but now there's these giant pillars getting in everyone's way, and they're useless. They do nothing. Yeah. What? Yeah. And the Astro Orbiter used to be, yeah. like, I mean, essentially, I would classify it as a thrill ride, almost, because you're so high in the air. Yes. And now it's, again, blocking the, the, the aisles and blo- blocking the, the, <laughs> right. the way through tomorrow. <laughs> you're right, yes. It's just, it's just kind of, uh, it's just a mess, it, you know, like, it's talking about Star Wars, and, and I know we, you want to talk about Rise of Skywalker at some point, but I think one of the main criticisms of that movie is it's a narrative mess, right? Yeah. It's just jumping all over the place. What's the story? You know, same thing with Tomorrowland. It's a narrative mess. Totally. What's is, the yes. story? I, okay, I'm in Toy Story over here, but Finding Nemo's next to it. Star Wars <laughs> is next to it. What the heck is going on? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> So I've really, I've, I've really enjoyed trying to come up with ideas for Tomorrowland. Like we've talked about, you know, making it like a digital future, like Tron and you have neon all over mm-hmm. the place. We've talked about like a steampunk type thing. We've talked about uh, like going backwards and making it like a retro Tomorrowland, yes. you know. So I've, I've loved jockeying ideas with you of going through how do we fix this. Yeah. And it's so perfect because you're not in the way. Like when the castle was closed one time I went and it was gotten our way because I wanted to go through, but I couldn't. So I had to go around. If you just close Tomorrowland, nothing else would be affected. And so it's, it's, it's something they can do. Yes. So number one, and I think this would be your number one too. Okay. 
was our food and restaurant episode yes. with Mr. Rob Young. Absolutely number one. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. It was fun. We need to do it again. Uh, <laughs> that was that was awesome. Uh, just being together and again going back to it, it's Rob has this knowledge of Disneyland that I just wasn't aware of. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and that was yeah. that was fun. And he you know cooked us some food made us some food and we got to enjoy that and uh um t- the churros were great <laughs> they were um, the ice cream was good the monte cristo was yes, really good yes yeah yeah so we need to do a sequel to that and he can make us some more food <laughs> what do you think I, i'm down very down for that <laughs> i don't know what else to say about that one because that one i think speaks for itself yes uh that's something i'd like to get better at when i go to disneyland is I'm the type of weird dad who would bring like two garbage bags full of food <laughs> that no one's going to eat. But I'm like, I, I'm so against paying for expensive food at Disneyland, but I need to lean into that and just don't be so stingy and embrace buying a $10 churro. Embrace well, it. and that's the, I, I'm not going to say downfall or anything, but that's the, I guess the cost of, of going with family, right? It's yeah. just, paying for every meal just adds up yeah, you know does, it does and um you know kathleen and i were lucky enough to go to disneyland and we had our annual pass when we were kind of newly married and didn't have kids and we were able to kind of explore and spend spend a you know a little bit of money but not go crazy you know but we were able to go to some of the nicer restaurants and just and and you know just try things you know with kids you don't try things no right you go to hungry bear and you eat fries and hamburgers <laughs> you know and you go totally. to pizza port because you eat pizza you're not going to some of these fancy places for steak or whatever Heck duck no. or whatever you know yes, yes. so it, it's that's just kind of the, the trade-off you know so what you need to do is the next time you go whenever disneyland reopens yep. the next time you go you gotta somehow Maybe you get, maybe the grandparents come along. Okay. Or when you're with your brothers. Yes. Right. And you say, you know what? You take, you guys take the kids for an hour. Uh huh. And Heather and I, we're going to go to Blue Bayou. That's it. That's the one I, that's on my bucket list. (laughs) Blue Bayou. So that's, you gotta, you gotta work that in somehow. (laughs) Okay. One last question before we go. You can answer off air if you want to. Uh, Have you ever. Oh man, I'm scared. Have you ever. partake in and adult beverages at California Adventures and did it increase or decrease your experience <laughs> in the park? Uh, yeah, I have, I think, uh, I mean, not often, uh, probably like once or twice. And, uh, did, did you have more fun or less fun? No, or just <laughs> about to say. About to say, okay. okay. Now I have, uh, I have partaken of adult beverages in Galaxy's Edge Ooh. and that certainly increased the fun. Uh, <laughs> Because it was just fun to get a drink at the cantina. That's pretty cool. That and that cool. was really cool. So. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mark, for today. Thank you for 50 episodes. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it.